You're listening to Great Mother Speaks. Great Mother Speaks. I am Great Mother, Holy Spirit, Yin, Divine Mother, Cosmic Moon, Deep Space, the Moon, Dark Matter, the Void, the Black Hole, Atar, Isis, Diana, Mommy, Ishtar, Kali, Mammy, and Mother Mary. Welcome to Great Mother Speaks. I'm Tammy Taylor, your manifestation muse. And today we're talking about... We are divine children of the Great Mother, Father God, allowed to have whatever experience we choose to have on the planet. This is very important to understand because when we are born, when we arrive here, there is a veil that we experience between our spiritual awareness of who we are as a soul and the identity that we take on as an incarnate being. That veil of that incarnate being serves a purpose. This is not judgment or condemnation that we are all given a veil. Even those of us who are considered by most of us to be highly evolved, they too have a veil or they would not manifest here. And beings manifest at various frequency levels that are visible and invisible to the five sensory um, perceptions of the incarnate being. So let's be clear. Some of us, we can see the density is so thick, and others we cannot. But the bottom line is, this earth plane is a school. That is not because we are being judged and condemned. It is exactly why we are divine. We are divine because we are evolutionary beings. We are eternal beings. We're not eternal just to sit on this very dense concept of a heavenly throne. We are heavenly beings beyond that and frequencies beyond that that have to do with eternal evolution. That is not a judgment or condemnation. So when we arrive here and we are born into this physical being that the spirit being has chosen, has earned the karma to incarnate as for the privilege of experiencing yet another evolutionary identity that it has never had before. This is not a judgment or condemnation. This is a divine being incarnating for a new illustrious experience. It is given by the great mother, father, God. Who are together the inspiration and the manifestation simultaneously of this eternal spiritual evolution that is expressing right now in this physical being as us. As the five senses perceive it, we have senses higher than the five senses that do perceive our soul, which is why we have emotions and intuition. That is our radar. That is our tower above the biosphere, the news sphere of this realm, okay, which is the Milky Way galaxy, a physical, mythological concept of the cosmos, and we are all mythos in action, 
we have a story our soul has a story it has an experience and it has an individual and a collective experience just as we have down here once we are born into a family this family also comes from the cosmos and a soul group a holographic group of souls that have simultaneous experiences in bodies that are incarnate and incarnate simultaneously and we manifest in the physical realm at the will of our soul based on the karma that it has earned what does that mean Yes, we do get to choose our family to the degree that we have earned karma to do so. Until we have demonstrated sufficient responsibility and respect for that kind of power to incarnate with another soul, we are assigned souls and souls groups, soul groups as above, so below. Just as in our physical family, we are Regardless of the culture, regardless of the race, each and every family has their rules and regulations. Whether we judge them good or bad, because ultimately there is no judgment or condemnation. This is yet another veil the soul has chosen to experience as a spirit, this perspective of life. And it is so imperative with this root chakra that we ground ourselves in in this physical plane through the tribe, through our churches that we grow up in, our neighborhoods, our extended families, our communities, our political associations that really influence our formative years. This root chakra energy is so powerful that it allows that density of the veil to be so strong that it is impossible for most souls that incarnate in this realm as incarnate beings to release it within a lifetime, which is why death is necessary. Physical death is necessary in order for the soul to release an experience that has gone its distance. That's how powerful we are. We will start to get dragged down by an energy if we do not release it. Just like all the machinery that we own, all the technology that we own. Batteries die out eventually. You know, engines die out eventually. Why? Because gravity is pulling on everything, the density of this electromagnetic field that we're in, in order for spirit to purify. This is not a judgment or condemnation. This is to express a desire, which is our second chakra, once those formative years of one through seven tell us who we're going to be in this life. Then we are ready to establish our own desires. And by six or seven, most people know what they want to be. Now, whether or not we ultimately fulfill that, I've yet to speak to anyone that has a modicum of ambition who has not been able to tell me that they knew exactly what they were supposed to do this lifetime by age seven. And they desired it. That second chakra energy procreative energy is the genitalia it is also our desire to create 
life experiences that reflect that desire. So although we might want to be a doctor, we might not want to practice in the traditional way. Although we might want to be a musician, we may not want to perform in public venues, but do everything digitally and online. You know, there are unique ways that we want to express our desires. And when we run up against challenges in fulfilling that desire, which is what makes the years between seven and our preteen at the 14th so challenging, is that we get introduced to Saturn. We get introduced to really what has been established and what those limitations are from the root chakra. That veil creates a lot of limitations in terms of what we feel is possible and not possible, don't they? And once we begin to establish our desires, they're limited by those perspectives. For example, if you really thought that for you to be a doctor and you were taught that that meant you had to do this, you had to go to school for 12 years, you had to do this, you had to work at the hospital, you had to do that. And your spirit that has told you this is what you want to do says, eh, that ain't what I meant. Yeah, the desire is the strongest and the strongest desire you ever have will be to heal people, but that ain't what I'm talking about. I'm talking about going out and talking to the homeless people and using what you have learned through a lifetime of focusing on your desire to lay hands. That's, that's, that's what I'm talking about. Not to say that the other way, it could be the reverse. You know, you could be brought up in a very spiritual family and that's what they meant by being a doctor and that's what they taught you as a child. And you wanted to go to medical school. It could be either way. But that's what second chakra is, and that's what makes second chakra so challenging. And that's what makes conceiving of a child so challenging between two souls as well, in many regards, is the lack of clarity with regard to the desire for the child. Not knowing why you want to have a child, just having a child. Not respecting the sacral, the sanctity of your divinity as a creative vessel. Not being clear about what you're about to manifest because you know as a divine being that once you assert that, it is manifested. But again, that kind of power is earned through lifetimes of karma that consistently and persistently face the challenge of this veil. To not wait until the soul release of the physical body to be reborn but to be reborn within a lifetime, which is what the Christ demonstrated to us is possible. So we go on through all of the chakras and we see the planetary aspects that are affecting that particular energetic space. The root chakra, the anal, the hip area, you know, hip joint area. And a sense of groundedness on this earth. Forget just the family, although that's hard to do, which is why we focus on mama drama trauma and daddy drama trauma. That is the most difficult connection to release in order for there to be a rebirth in your groundedness that expands beyond the tribe so that you're grounded on this earth through Mother Earth, a variant energy of great mother called Gaia. Now, this saturnal energy 
reflects the energy of Saturn, which is restrictions and limitations that we discussed. The desire of the second chakra being ruled by Jupiter, we know, is expansive. It allows for expression. It rewards integrity that aligns itself with its life purpose. And the degree to which Jupiter is bountiful in our lives, reflected in our birth charts, of course, but in general, is all about working toward that soul desire, this lifetime. But in order to release the restrictions of Saturn, Saturn is pacified by taking that desire up to wanting to heal why the soul is desiring what it's desiring. Because every desire is an expression of lack. And each time we incarnate with a desire, we are saying we have not had that experience and we're wanting to have it. So we're lacking in that experience. But that is the energetic frequency of it in higher realms in the cosmos, which is what we can see in the natal chart, which is why getting readings takes the charge off of our dense understanding of these things so that we can process it more efficiently. The earthly perception of lacking is poverty. So it's difficult to connect the dots when you feel that you're being condemned. Most people who experience poverty feel that I'm lacking, it's not fair, there are other people around me who are not. What is this about? Well, the lacking has to do with a soul that wants to experience that. So it will not lack in that experience either. There is no good or bad. There is just eternal life. That's the Christ message of eternal grace and mercy. It doesn't stop. We don't stop being divine. Even if we try to convince ourselves of that, and that is a lifetime experience we want to have. That is not good or bad. We want even that experience too. And so if we have enough lifetimes of experiencing that kind of energy, that kind of frequency, that kind of self-destructive and malignant energy, then we begin to attract more and more density. And the more density we attract, the more of our divinity identity we release. Mama drama drama. The soul desiring to experience the lack of a mother's love is a soul that is sincerely on the evolutionary path. Because it knows it's a divine child of the great mother, father, God. You don't get to have that kind of karma 
until you can, in other words, how can you desire to have an experience of lacking something if you do not believe it's possible to lack it? You have to believe it's possible to lack the love of your mother. And how do you get to that point? Well, you've been traveling some dark lifetimes. And you've seen it around you and you've seen the effects of it. And you're saying, I want to experience that now. Again, this is a soul that has the karma to make those kinds of soul evolutionary choices. Because you choose the mother. You're beyond the point of all of these things being assigned to you. All of these souls in your soul group and lifetime being assigned to you because you have acquired a point of evolution where you respect the power of being able to choose. This is the law of divine order. As above, so below. Look at the natural law and you will have a very good clue of how spiritual law works. And that is how natural law works. Natural law is there is a chain of command based on responsibility. And what does Saturn, the gatekeeper between the realms, what does he say? Satan says, give me what you got. You said you was coming here to do this, whether you were able to choose or whether you were just grateful to be able to come and you have this experience. You have a certain amount of time to be here to do what you said that you were here to do. And you do it, whether you get rewarded or not. Okay? That's all I want to know, is are you doing what is in your heart, what you said to come to do or not? It's not a judgment or a condemnation. It is you don't need to be rewarded in a dense world. You are already rewarded because you have the privilege of even requesting and even more. You are a divine child. So if you get caught up in the glamour and the illusion of recognition and reward in this world, you'll always miss it when it's coming from the higher world and it is giving you more than that world could ever give you. It has a math all of its own, an economy all of its own, a healing system and circuits that line up with healing and blessing that this world is evolving to but in the time and space that you're in it according to your natal chart you're going to have to get these surges from up above okay and so best thing you do is stay in tune with it if you are going to fulfill what you said you was coming here to do and the more and more lifetimes that we align with that and accomplish that, we have more and more energy to do more and more powerful, magical, healing work. Now that does go both ways. Does that mean that this is good? It means that we are having an evolutionary experience that we are activating 
on the full kundalini auric etheric levels we're on all systems go body mind spirit aligned and we want to feel That experience is just as important and no more important than the experience of the fear-mongering and the experience of lacking the love of a mother that creates that. It is no more holy. It is no more noble. It is all divine. There is an order to this. We don't get to dictate it. The best we can do, if we must speak in those terms, is to align with that that is within us to be true. Is this good or is this bad? It is what it is. And it is the world that we see. It is as it is. We don't get to judge other people's experiences. First and foremost, ourselves. We're constantly learning what this is about in this dense realm. And if you don't have the time or make the time to do the spiritual practices that keep you connected, unless you are already connected pretty consistently on a daily basis, and again, people have various levels of understanding of what this means and various levels of denial with regard to the time and the connection that they have. But make no mistakes. That connection is something that you do feel on with. And many times, so much so, it is difficult living in this physical realm. It is something that puts people in insane asylums, um, on drugs, to try to maintain some type of emotional homostasis. Because going between these worlds is like switching stations in a car radio going down Route 66 in 1966. It's a bunch of static rolling the dials in between radio stations when you hit these little towns and the radio will go out. You have to tune it again and tune it again. The equivalent today would be, you know, you're on some music app and... You haven't bought the full program. You know, you done, you know, going the cheap way with the ads. And you just, they really get you jamming with them songs. You done put thumbs up on. They get you jamming. You got your little roll going. You like, hey, you can't wait to the next one. You really in the zone. You on for real. And then they come with that ad and turn it off. That's how you know what your spiritual practice is and um, you can play games with the cosmos with something like that that's how I remember that example I would be like okay Lord I'm, I'm, I'm still considering because I'm Taurus Moon I take my time deciding I said I'm still considering which of these apps I'm going to get but 
in the meantime, in between time, when I have me one of them grooves going, can you please let me be? Please. Or at least give me a song in between I don't like. So if the commercial come on, I ain't as upset. This is what we call specific prayer. Be specific in your prayers. That's how you know how close of a relationship with the divine that you have. And this is a constant evolving process. Because, again, we're always working with our desires. That second chakra connects to everything. That second chakra is like the heart chakra and the sixth chakra. Ajna, the third eye. They all connect to everything. But in terms of that on switch... um, Second chakra, fourth chakra, and sixth chakra are those parts of us that, I guess, in traditional medicine is called autonomic or autonomic system. The the sympathetic and the parasympathetic nerves, those yin energies that are recuperative and restorative in terms of our health and um, what they call the conception vessel in Asian medicine. It is what the body holds. It's the emotions that the body holds and how it releases those emotions. And so we're starting to see the relationship between these systems and the cerebellum now, which we just thought governed the motor system or the governor system or the, um, you know, organ system that um, really activates all of these processes. So that yang energy, you know, um, they're not separate. They're together. There's, you can't live one without the other, you know. Um, this is why there's no good and bad. It's yin-yang energy. It's active energy, what we're acting on in this physical realm consciously. And there's that responsive or receiving energy that receives the effects of those actions. And the actions are also in the process inspired by the yin, by the emotion, by the intuitive process. And so it's just a matter of what channels do we have open the most? Do we have the channel open to receive more in a receiving from the yang energy that is active and is needed in specific times and situations on a day-to-day basis, all day, even involuntarily. When we're walking, we don't need to think about, okay, my left foot is going, my right foot, okay, my pace is going to be this, you know. That motor system takes care of all of that. And the sympathetic system is dealing with how our body is recuperating from three slices of pizzas and wine and beer, you know, involuntarily. What are we focusing on? And so if we're doing healing work and we're not feeling so good to be walking around with the yang motor energy and we really do need to heal, well, the first thing we do is not act on 
my stomach is hurting, let me take a pill. We take a moment, we get in connection with that conception vessel within us, that artery system that supports all of that recovery and that emotional perceptive space that holds itself in our bodies along with the gluten and the fat and the toxicity that we're trying to process. The glands respond to what the mind is focusing on. So if the mind is focusing on just getting the pill, the glands that start to activate the neuropaths and neuroreceptors that start opening up upon the thought of that, they're ready by the time it's swallowed to start churning the organs in motion to respond to the effects of that medication. However, if we stop and take a moment and we'll reflect on, oh yeah, that's what I had last night. That's why I don't feel very good. And know that it's not about judgment or condemnation. Then we can go to the third chakra, the gut chakra, and say, oh, this is Martian energy. This is ruled by Mars. This is the Yang energy. And so I really do need to pay attention to what I put in my gut. Otherwise, it's going to be very difficult to process and probably painful because Mars represents battle. It also represents our self-esteem, which is where the battle takes place. Our self-esteem determines our will. The gut chakra is our willpower to do what in every moment? Is it yang or is it yin? Do I need to reflect and allow myself to recover and recuperate? Do I need to reflect without judgment and condemnation and recognize it was what I ate last night and therefore begin to look at maybe some ginger tea, maybe begin to look at some things that are going to work with my body, parasympathetic, conception, receptive, allows my body to open up the neural net and the neurons that are telling my body, I hear you. Not that one is better than the other. There are different experiences. There are different perceptual reactions and karma that we experience. So we can consciously choose our experience and how we heal and how we develop our willpower is by visiting and revisiting our self-esteem. Because our self-esteem is how we feel about ourselves. If I feel that I am just Tammy who was born in Kansas and who had this experience in my life and then I realized I had mama drama trauma and then I did this and I did that that's a very limited 
scope from which I can draw my self-esteem. Self-esteem is how we feel about who we are. If that is all I am, that's pretty much where I can draw my self-esteem from, right? But if I am a divine child of the great mother, father, God, who is never judged, condemned, or left alone, my self-esteem goes out the roof. How I feel about who I am is damn. That's me. That's what all these religions have been talking about. I am. But nobody could show me except Jesus. Dang. Okay. 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 And again, how we use the information is based on our perception of it. And if our perception of it is that is a license to be licentious, then that is the experience of our divinity that we will have. But if we take it on as a birthright to be happy, healthy, and whole, then we can pretty much decide not only how we feel about ourselves, but the degree of self-confidence we want to activate in our lives. You know, everybody has 12 houses, but each of us activate them differently and at different times in this life. So if you are in a place where you are really wanting to activate self-confidence, then knowing that that's third house energy with regard to siblings, co-workers, and neighbors, and fifth house energy, Leo, then we know that this is energy that is solar mercurial energy. It's very strong. It's very powerful. And it's intelli- it has an intelligence to it that operates in our lives on a heart above chakra level, throat chakra to the crown chakra. Throat chakra being mercury, crown being the sun. And confidence is feeling good about what we do. Confidence is feeling good about what we do. So the self-confidence that we need to own our divinity identity is a kind of confidence that only comes from an intelligence that has been reborn. It has been reborn. It has been reborn. It has been reborn so that it can have the karma necessary to animate that desire. In other words, until we are reborn, we don't have the points in our karma bank account to purchase the self-esteem, the self-confidence. Self-esteem is second is, is, is third chakra. Okay, that's heart below. And so we have the karma to purchase self-esteem, feeling good about who we are. 
as a divine child of the great mother, father, God. Anybody can do that. Gut chakra is survival, it's instinct. All human beings have that. And so everybody can embrace our, our divinity identity. But in order to feel good about what you do with that, remember, you can do whatever you want to do with that information. And we perceive it based on where we are in our evolutionary process. That's why we can't judge people because we don't know what their cosmic calculus is. We don't know what houses are being activated in their life. That's their soul contract. That's their business, literally, including our mothers, although we are connected in mama drama trauma, which is gut chakra down. That's not feeling good about who we are. What is that? That's guilt. Second chakra. Not feeling desired. Not feeling wanted. Therefore, not knowing what you want or what you desire in your life. That's second chakra. That's blame. We blame her. We blame ourselves because we've gotten off track. We know that we have the soul root chakra that is incarnated in order to have this highly evolutionary experience with MDT, which is twofold, to evolve in self-love. Self-love is heart chakra above. Love is heart chakra. Self-love is not the survival, instinctual, ego self-love of the gut chakra below. It's the throat chakra, intelligent self-love that... Who, it's the intelligence that knows itself because it's combined with the sun. So to be able to feel good about what we do with our divinity identity is when we do make the choice to use that divinity identity to follow the Christ consciousness, which is based on the Sermon of the Mount, in a nutshell, are three things. And those three things that all his followers are asked to do. And why are we followers of Christ? We're followers of Christ because he showed us how to be reborn within a lifetime. We don't have to wait to do all this stuff. We don't have to wait until the soul releases this body. We can align with the soul, but we have to do so consciously, heart above. Hear the conclusion of Message to the Meek, Part 2. You're listening to Great Mother Speaks. As we move on to the higher chakras and the resolution of alignment. I am Great Mother, Holy Spirit, Yin, Divine Mother, Cosmic Moon, Deep Space, the Moon, Dark Matter, the Void, the Black Hole, Hattar, Isis, Diana, Mommy Ishtar, Kali, Mammy, and Mother Mary.